What up, drinkers? It's another episode of Music and Brews with Johnny and Brian. I am Brian, and this is the intro to the wonderful interview with the Rocky Brown. Now, Rocky was fantastic. She was so much fun. Um, It was something different, too. Like, we haven't interviewed an artist like this. Not only does she have great original music, but um, she's a performer and, and she plays around Vegas, which is like, you know, we like to call Nashville Nash Vegas because it's just a party and there's live music and entertainment all the time. But but it's like the mini version of actual Vegas because actual Vegas is a whole nother level. And we talk all about that, which is a blast. Rocky Brown... Uh, her latest single is called Tell Me Lies. She also released Alive this year. And uh, check out her EP slash album, Mad World. It's great. Uh, that was released a little while back, but it's super good. Check out her new stuff. Um, she's fantastic. We're so glad that we had her on, and we got to talk about uh, her original music and her story. And, um, and because we needed to know... W- we had to ask and talk about her uh, career in Vegas and stuff because that that was something that is something we never knew anything about. So it was great getting to talk to her and pick her brain on that. So thank you, Rocky Brown. You're fantastic. Check her out on Instagram and uh, on her website, which is uh, just rockybrown.com. Rocky is R-O-C-K-I-E Brown. Rocky Brown. Uh... Anyways, guys, thank you so much for being listeners, music and bruised, our drinkers. We love you, and um, we, we, we hope that you've been enjoying all these interviews. They've been fantastic. Johnny and I have since stopped doing interviews, but we have so many in the books that uh, we're, we're going to keep releasing them all the way up through the end of the year, basically. So uh, we're very excited for, all you, for you guys to hear all these awesome interviews and we hope that you've heard the previous ones. We've had awesome pop artists and rock. We had a band on um, this last time around. Uh, so, yeah, we hope that you guys have been enjoying it. We've been enjoying it. Uh, check out Johnny and I are starting to write again, finally, now that our interviews kind of died down. So we're going to start releasing stuff. So make sure you check out our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of that, and eventually TikTok. But for now, we hope you just enjoy music and brews. So grab a drink, pop the top, and enjoy Rocky Brown. Let's do it. What is... (laughs) You got some singing going today. It's very weird. Hello. Hi. Hiya. 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 <laughs> What's up, y'all? Oh, um, living the dream. Can't complain too much. How are you doing today? Good. Where are you guys at? Nashville. We are. Oh, snap. Yeah. All right. Right in the heart of it. <laughs> love it. Love where, it. Where are you at? I'm in Vegas. Nice. So you are in Vegas. I saw that on your profile. I was like, that's cool. Yes. <laughs> that's nice. great. How you been doing today? Good. It's a little cray cray, but you know we're rocking and rolling. Been busy. doing it. Hella busy. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's. Good, I feel like Vegas is like on another level these days. <laughs> as far as like the entertainment 
and uh and where it's going and yeah it's blowing up it's been awesome everything was so delayed because of the pandemic now it's like hey let's blow up (laughs) yeah 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 exactly yeah it's been crazy but i am not complaining i mean i'm a little haggard but I'm not complaining. Hey, better to be there than just bored and like fresh and bored. Totally. That's true. True. Well, um, I'd love to dive into all that, but yeah. first, let's cheers. Cheers, my friends. Cheers. Cheers oh. to y'all. Thank you for having me. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Music and Bruce. I am your host, as always, Johnny Varekin. And also, as always, I have my co-host, Brian Michael. Oh, what up, bro? Oh, I've been having the craziest day. Had to use a lot of super glue to fix house stuff. And then I spent like three hours super trying to get glue. it off of my hands. It was a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's always a fun deal. That's fun. But then I also get my favorite thing where I just pick at it for like hours. Yeah, yeah. It's very satisfying. Do you ever like purposely pour it all over your hand and then peel it off in a giant <laughs> nope. exoskeleton? I know for a fact that if I poured it all over my hand, I would forget about it within minutes and immediately be like, no, my hand is stuck to the stuck. table. Yeah. Anyway, and we're starting off real great. <laughs> Today, we are so excited. We have an amazing artist on uh, from Las Vegas, Miss Rocky Brown. Get ready. What's up, baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you for sitting through our nonsense. Yep. Johnny's nonsense. I'm living mainly. for it. <laughs> I mean, I, I always want to be the other person, like the guest, and be like, does it is it is it like fun to watch or is it like okay can they fucking get to it? <laughs> um, anyway, Rocky, well you you were already talking a little bit about about being haggard, a lot of busy busyness and everything. But uh, what's your show tonight? You said you have a little uh, a show you're playing. I do. Um, so aside from being an original artist, I'm I'm a professional singer in Vegas. So tonight's office is at Delilah at the Wynn, which is a hmm. Super swanky, bougie um, supper club, Ooh. and uh, it's kind of like jazz vibing. Uh huh. Kind oh, of a cool. PMJ vibe nice. in there. Yeah. But yeah, it's super fun, and it's such a special place, and probably one of the most beautiful venues in Vegas. So, highly recommend. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what? No, no. I, I was gonna say I really want to dive into that. I would want to. You know, the one thing that I. I I don't know much about. Well, there's lots of things I don't know much about. Like, okay, <laughs> let's start talking about things the that Brian only doesn't thing know about that I don't know. <laughs> now I don't know much about that world. I'd love to dive into it, but um, but first, I guess, um, how did you get into music? Are you mm-hmm. from Vegas originally, um, and is that kind of where you fell in love with entertaining and stuff? Um, I just I, I I'm originally from LA. And my okay. parents are very musical. My whole family's pretty musical. So, um, yeah, they met in L.A. in a organ store, a piano and organ store. Oh, and what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're both foreign. So they kind of moved to um, LA, L.A. around the same time. My mom's Filipino. My dad's English. And uh, they met in a piano and organ store. My dad was uh, managing it. And my mom was looking for a job because she's an organist. And, um, 
so yeah, he didn't want to hire her. The other manager ended up hiring her. And uh-huh. then, you know, lo and behold, they fell in love and she birthed me out. That's- um, <laughs> As one does. As one does. <laughs> So, yeah, originally from L.A. and moved to Vegas when I was eight. So I've been here ever since. And it's been awesome. Yeah. So, so you know, my, my grandma was an opera singer. Oh, wow. My mom is a piano player, organist, singer, dancer. And my dad's also a musician. And Dang. Runs, yeah. Runs in the family. Yeah. Totally. I, uh, totally. I, I, I'm originally from uh, North County, San Diego. And there, I, I worked uh, in my work. There were a lot of Filipino people there, and they were all really musical. Like everyone mm-hmm. either sang really well or something. It just feels like it's part of the culture. Is that true? Or oh, is that totally. Just, it is. Okay. No, to- I mean, you know, we always joke about it. Like you're gonna find a karaoke, <laughs> a karaoke setup in every single Filipino home, like, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah there. No, what was that? No, no. Go ahead. No, it's just it's a part of um, a part of our culture, I guess. You know, food and music and yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's one of the weird. Like one of the uh, uh, you you have one of the more unique backgrounds. I feel like compared to most people, they're like, oh, my dad like played a little guitar, and I just decided to, to run with it, or sing a little, and I decided that's what I want to do. Yeah. Not, not many like like full background musicians. Yeah. Did they want you to be in music? Did they kind of like push you to like learn Uh, stuff yeah i think so like i started playing piano when i was probably four or five um my and and dance classes around four or five already um and then it's just always been in the home you know my mom started training me my first like corporate gig i was 10 years old and i was singing back up for my mom so she had already started training me to play piano and to harmonize so I was her backup singer and yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting that you say that, um, a lot of musicians and stuff don't really come from musical backgrounds. Like as far as their family is concerned, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I would say it's, I mean, it it also depends like where everybody is, what you guys were saying is what I found interesting that like that, the, in California, very musical, like music driven and arts driven. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the country sides, like, like, uh, you know, you, I think that's the thing, like, and a lot of our country artists that we've interviewed are usually don't have that, uh, like that much cult around them, but, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. It's craziness. Um, I, uh, either way, I want to jump into some more questions. I know you have sure. a bunch that you already were wanting to ask. So if you want to dive into yeah, those. Yeah. So, or, uh, of course, we'll of course we will talk about your music. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, uh, I love it. We love it, uh, but I'm so fascinated since you brought it up when we were kind of talking about earlier about the Las Vegas entertainment world. I mean, it's got to be crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like one of the biggest entertainment capitals of the world, I think, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah what, totally. Um, so how did you get into that? Is it is it hard to get into that scene? Um, like, or growing uh, up there, I'm sure, gave, her, gave you a lot of, of leeway to be able to, to know people and get in there. Kind of curious. Yeah, ish. Um, I yes, I guess so. I so when I when I first gra- when I graduated from high school, which I graduated from high school here, obviously, um, 
already knew some people that were starting to gig and, and a lot of people that I knew from my choir got jobs at the Venetian as gondoliers. Have you guys uh-huh. been to Vegas? Yeah, I have a lot. Okay. I was like eight years old, I think. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't get okay. to enjoy anything really. I used to okay. all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, so the Venetian is kind of like, uh, the casinos modeled after Venice, Italy. So we have gondolas outside. There's an outside ride, and then there's an inside ride on the second floor. Oh, so all the gondoliers have to be able to sing. It's just part of part of the thing. So right. they started getting gigs there, you know, right after high school. And so I I ended up getting a job there right after high school as well, where you yeah. meet so many people, you know, in the entertainment industry. Um, but I. I actually, uh, after that, I I actually landed the ship contract. So I was out for a while for about a year. And then I came back and started working at the Venetian again. And the guy I was dating at the time was like, Hey, you know, some of these guys that I work with are looking to start a band. And, um, are you interested? And I was like, uh, and I, I had been writing songs already for, for a couple of years and mm. playing and singing my songs. And I was just like, mm, sure, why not? Let's do it. So we just jammed and it was just kind of, it was just like, there was a spark there, you know, yeah. it was great. Yeah. And, and so that's when my first original project was born. And from that, from that project, I started getting, notoriety around town so that's kind of how which is funny which is funny that because original music here in vegas is so freaking difficult yeah (laughs) it's just there's no scene for it really it's a very very small scene so to get um to have that be my kind of launching pad was just interesting you know that's incredible uh yeah yeah so i mean after that, then I started, you know, a couple of years later, then I started gigging, like, you know, diving into the cover scene and, and just mm-hmm. singing for a living, which has been amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember which. No, that was, that, that was literally how, how you got started. And it's fascinating that you oh, said yeah. that it was through your own music. So that's awesome. I uh, know it's weird. How did it feel having to, so, so like, I feel like, with a lot of people I discuss, obviously it's different from everybody, but um, having to go in, like when you play downtown Nashville, for example, it's always Broadway, it's always covers, and then you, oh, did we lose you? Oh, go, oh. Did she freeze? Yeah. I'm kind of going in and out. There you go. Oh, now you're back. Now you're back. You're back. Okay. There. Okay. Uh, so uh, what I'll say, so a lot of the, we, we, uh, so ba- the basic question is coming in from uh, your own music and then going into these these jobs where where you're having to sing covers pretty much exclusively and doing all these things. Is it difficult to have to make that transition over, or do you feel like it was just like yes, a blessing disguise, or just a blessing? Um, no, I mean it was <laughs> it was great. Obviously, um, I'd rather be doing music for a living than anything else you know i mean i'm sure we've all had to do jobs that we didn't want to do so it was definitely it was definitely welcome it's definitely where i wanted to be and what i wanted to do i mean obviously you know playing your music to 
to your own fans and stuff is like the dream. Right. But, um, but I, and, and a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people poo poo the fact that, you know, you're doing covers or like you're a sellout or something, but it's like, well, I, I'm happy, you know, like I'm able to support myself doing what I love. So I think it's fucking great. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Absolutely. (laughs) You know? Yeah, but I mean, the dream is to to be able to do your original music. Yeah, uh-huh. but I'm still doing that. So you know, just making it all happen. Yeah, just do it all. You know, do it all. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's right. It's huge in Nashville too. I mean, um, playing downtown on Broadway, uh, cover bands and stuff. But um, you know, it, it is funny because you go down there and watch these cover bands, and they all look like dead on the inside. And I'm like. Man, you guys like are are doing music. That's how you make a living. That is that's it. That's what everyone wants to do. So like, yeah. I always felt like, man, they should they should be a little more punks. <laughs> I know that it's tiring <laughs> playing cover. I, I play cover gigs, and it sucks sometimes when you got to do a four hour gig. But then like, when you're done, you're like, yes. You're like, Every you know, there could be worse things. You know, it could be behind a desk. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just I always I always find it fun. Maybe if you're playing stuff that you hate. You know Maybe. what I'm saying? Fair. That's true. Yeah. Fair. You know? That's a good like, point. Like, if I was playing something, if I was playing music that I hate, then yeah, I would get it. But I thoroughly enjoy everything that I'm doing. But the, the interesting thing is I have really different gigs. So, like, on any given night, like tonight, I'm singing, like, PMJ-style jazz oh, right. versions of pop songs and stuff like oh, that, you cool. know? Yeah. yeah, but then, like, my main gigs well it it is one of my main gigs but like three nights a week i do um i host and sing in a burlesque show so um so that's also a different style and then three nights a week i also perform downtown in my band called velvet elvis which is like everything from edm hip-hop top 40 dance to rock and then sometimes country you know um so and then and then one of my other gigs is um I sing for the Raiders. I sing for the yeah, Raiders house that. band. That is I Crazy. saw that. That is super cool. Yeah. So, but like all of these gigs are so vastly different that I'm just on my toes all the time and it's so interesting and it's so you know, you need that kind of variety. Like I don't yeah. think I could do unless it was my own shit, I don't think I could do the same show like how, you know, seven seven to like, 10 yeah. nights a week like some of these yeah. you know like some of the Cirque shows yeah. you know they're they're every night two shows a night and doing the same show over and over again I think that would kind of make me a little loopy but <laughs> yeah that's true dang. so yeah I'm curious we we uh, I, I want to we'll dive into your music in a minute sorry you're, you're bringing up so many <laughs> interesting things that I'm like this is so cool um <laughs> we discuss all the time about like the the uh, trying to balance doing music and then usually having a day job. Somebody has a day job, then you want to do music, yeah. but then you're always so burnt out on it. And and on, on your day job that at night, you're like, I don't want to do this. And then you got to, you know, this whole, this whole back and forth trying to balance you, obviously you were do, living what a lot of people's dreams are, which is doing music full time. But now my question would be like, how do you balance doing so much music, singing so much, and then still trying to release your own music and trying to work on that? That's the, that's a great question because (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's hard. It is so hard because I, 
yes, I do kind of get burnt out by, you know, just, it's just always music. Like I don't listen to music anymore because it's, it's just constant. Right. So it's like, I, I love having a little peace and quiet. Like my, my car rides to work are dead silent, you know, (laughs) that's like my meditation. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, so it's definitely trying because I get fulfillment and joy from performing and singing for a living, yeah. you know, and so, and that takes up a lot of my time. But so, yes, it is hard to kind of stay inspired to keep writing and stuff, but it's like you just you just have to remind yourself of why you do it. And it's, it's a work of love, you know? So you have to like try and find that balance. And I'm not releasing music as often as I would like, obviously because there's a huge, it's financially like a lot to do it all yourself. And, you know, we're all doing it ourselves these days. Um, so yeah, yes. Yes. To your question. But yes, I'm still trying to do both and and make it all happen. Oh, yeah. You know, hard balance. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's go ahead. Unless you have a question before I dive into our music, but I, I want to no, go ahead and dive go in. Ahead. Uh, we're going to dive into a lot of these things. But I'm, uh, my first question right out the bat. So first, the volume one, the album's amazing, and I I uh, my I knew you through Mad World, so that's where I kind of started with with, with listening. So my first question is, why do we have a couple of, of songs that were re-released and a little different? There was a, like, uh, Alive was a, a good example where I didn't, like, like uh, I listened to that one and then I was like, wait, there's another one. So I clicked it just in case and sure enough, it was it's different. Very different. Yeah, yeah, very, very different. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, tell us a little bit about that process and what, and what happened there. Yeah, so um, Volume 1, that was probably, that wasn't my first project, but that was my first, like, so I had, I had started working with Jason Tanzer, who is my, he's like my producer and writing partner and life partner. So we started writing together probably six, no, probably eight years ago now, started releasing music. Um, and that was our first, after, after we, wrote Rockstar Baby, which is the the biggest song on that record on volume one. We were like, okay, well, we should do a record. So anyway, that's how that came about. And that was a while ago. And that was kind of like, there are some great songs on that record that if you just break it down, I just, we started feeling like the production was just getting a little dated on, on that record. And we couldn't, part with some of those songs that were on it so we wanted to do a refresh so we've actually taken that record and taken a probably three quarters of it um and 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 totally remixed it yeah oh that's cool yeah just to give it new life because i just i really love some of those songs and i couldn't bear to just let it go so we've actually been releasing some of those songs as singles lately Mm -hmm. yeah that is interesting, like how a uh, how a production can really like put a date on a song that way. Yeah. That that is interesting, and, and but it's really cool that especially yeah. in this genre, 
um that you can just like do a remix of it basically and just like uh, yeah uh, and it's accepted it's not and and it's like a new release so you can just keep doing i I think that's cool that's a cool uh concept i like that uh yeah i mean why not do whatever the whatever you want you know (laughs) because i kind of bounce around i bet i bounce around in genres too because like mad world is very kind of hip-hop heavy yeah i was actually Um, gonna come into that yeah you know um and i've just kind of been evolving so much as an artist over the years just and as a performer as a you know where where my musical interests are at the time and that's just kind of what i put out um i think i think like my voice is definitely the common denominator as, as well as like what i'm writing about and stuff but but yeah, production-wise, you can definitely hear the the changes through over the years, you know. Absolutely. So a lot of these choices that are made. So I I, I made note because I was like almost through throughout listening, I was like, oh, there's hip hop, a lot of gospel, like like vocals that you do, like very mm-hmm. big vocals, mm-hmm. the rock, and then you have your pop, dark pop, all of that, all of these intermingling, even just on one song sometimes, where I'm like, dang, this is a lot. Yeah. So a lot of these choices that that are being made, as you said, it's obviously from a production standpoint but um but is this stuff that that kind of organically happened or were these intentional choices that you or or the producer are making or how how these evolved kind of both it's like the way that we write is not always the same so you know sometimes i'll i'll go to to tanzer and be like hey I, i have this vocal and you know chords like this piano and vocal thing that i have like let's do something with it yeah. or whatever and then sometimes he comes to me and he's like he, he has a bed track and then i'll write to that and then see you know where it goes production wise um some of the actually some of these remixes that you're hearing we've done with um an artist called jordan shore out of canada yeah. and um so we, we brought him in as as a producer on some of those tracks and we just kind of hit it off. It was just like the direction that we wanted to go into. And, um, so that's kind of, you know, our new remixes have a bit of a different sound now as well, bringing him on board. And, uh, uh, yeah. So I guess, I guess some of them are intentional and some of them just kind of happen, you know, where, where it's like, well, let's see where this song takes us. Let's see what we want to do with it. And, and actually we've, we just, in my opinion, like we've like volume one, every song on there is just so overproduced. You know what I'm saying? Not like it, not like in a bad way, Yeah. but you know, so we've we've kind of been trying to refrain and, and restrain ourselves recently from like just overproducing the shit out of a song. So you'll hear last word that we just released recently is is a remix from volume one, but we totally stripped it down. Yep. And and it's so interesting that it's had such a bigger impact stripping that song down to just, you know, it's pretty much just vocal and piano with some ambient sounds you know and not even harmonies like when we go into the chorus of that it's it's beefed up but it's in unison you know it's it's so interesting but that we've had such a better response from it being stripped down like that than the original release which is 
interesting to me. Yeah. You know, it, it actually, when I was listening to it, it reminded me of like a, like Lady Gaga or like a Kesha kind of era kind of thing, which was Max Martin produced oh, a lot of, of that course, stuff. And, and, <laughs> and Max Martin was a producer who really did like beef up like crazy, like insane productions. And uh, it is interesting that lately, I mean, not even like, like just for you, I think music in general really is becoming a little more stripped down. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that that evolution of yours is is really coinciding um, with what's going on anyway. Um, I think that do you think maybe it has something to do with social media? What do you think? How so? What are you thinking that? I was gonna go there. I went, huh? Why? I hate to say it. I hate to say it because I'm not trying to like put like a blanket statement out there, but you know, it's just like music is everything is just getting so dumbed down and no (laughs) one has the attention span for anything anymore. And I think it's all kind of part of it. So even some of the songs that I'm, I'm hearing these days that are huge songs, pretty basic, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Pretty basic of what's like really popular. I mean, I mean, if you break down all pop songs, they're pretty, pretty basic anyway. But, but uh-huh. yeah, like attention span and and just the the shit that catches on these days is just kind of mind numbing. <laughs> <It's just, laughs> well, so but, but yeah, so that's interesting. Then why are you saying that the stripped down version of these things would be because of social media? Um, well, I'm confused by that one. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't, it, Rocky, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's basic. I feel like the songs that people identify with most are just like really simplified songs. Yeah, you know, kind of. I don't know. That's that's kind of what I think. And yeah, because, and I, I agree. Yeah, there's like you know, and 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 the people that are really listening to music, I know there's just so, there's so many different styles and stuff, but the, the, the shit that's broken down and simplified, even if it's just vocal guitar, bass drums or something like that, or vocal and guitar, you know, these simple songs, like you take, you take Justin Bieber's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Ed Sheeran shape of you or Justin Bieber, uh, well, that song. Yeah, yeah. I know Love you yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are really simple songs, and most of these pop songs have like three chords, you know. And I, I feel like that's where the general, that's what the general public likes, yeah. you know, just yeah. something that they don't have to. They could just enjoy it without thinking so hard. Well, and that's interesting because what I was, I, my, I, what I was thinking was the stripped down version allowed for the actual lyrics to kind of come out a little more, and that's why you were saying that lost word or last word, like this version has really been a lot more like like, like it's been better, more powerful, more garnered, more more. Uh, 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 I guess what listen, if I would say, but, yeah, uh, but that too, yeah, musically, I that's... think it's more complex than. Than most. Than most. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I do feel like that. That's a big part of it. People can. Um, it lets the vocal shine. Yeah. And it lets. Um, 
yeah, it allows you to kind of like hear the lyrics and, and know what the message is. So yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it too. And I think that's also why a lot of people enjoy like the singer songwriter kind of style. I feel like that song is so stripped down that it's leads more to that kind of category, even though it's, it's not, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely feel like people can kind of connect with it a yeah. little more intimately. Especially it seems like for your music, it'd be really powerful because I mean, in, in your own bio, you, you know, you, you use the, the, the phrase uh, like rip your, your heart out approach type of thing. That's what you say. And then having, and then wanting to reach out so many messages for so many groups of people and kind of speak for them. Like, yeah, it seems like, like, yeah, the production on some of these songs for me alive has been one of my favorite songs that I've heard in a while. Uh, me too. Thank you. Oh, Thank song. you. I, I was, too. I, I texted him. I was like, sonically, it's so big. It's just like <laughs> there's so much happening and it's so large. I loved it. Yeah, that but, beat, the beat on there is really cool. Oh, it's, and then your your vocals are huge. Oh, it's awesome. Um, which, Thank um, you. But, but with that said, uh, like also the stripped down thing, it has to be amazing to be able to like really showcase these lyrics and this message and everything so i don't know that's that that's my, my final two cents on it <laughs> yeah i really like it well that was part of the reason why you know i wanted to strip some of these songs down as well because i feel like a lot of the like i really like some of those lyrics you know and i feel like it you just let them shine more when you kind of remove the fluff not saying that the production was fluff because I I personally like everything on ten. <laughs> I was just like, just give it to me, Let's just like, <laughs> just, you know. I, I was gonna say something kind of crass, but yeah, just Go give it, it, just Go. give it all to We're... me in my ear, just like fuck me in the ear, right in just the ear. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we recently said that the 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 phrase raw dog uh, raw dog this bitch when you're gonna play an acoustic second. So so that's yeah, pretty yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, awesome. Well, with that said, that so is there ever any issues with like because your vocals are so big, whether it be in your live shows or because you said you do so many different uh, like styles or in the recording, do you ever have an issue of having to like like you go too hard too too much or do you have to? Oh, are yeah. you so good with? Oh yeah. Last word was actually one of the hardest songs for me to sing because it was so delicate, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm like, I'm always, I'm a really strong, like powerful what? singer. Not, not like, I'm not trying to compliment myself, but I'm, I'm just saying that like, I, I really push a lot of air <laughs> when, I, when I sing, like you know, physically um, if I didn't have a microphone, yeah. you would still hear me across the stadium. <laughs> You know, so everything's like, I'm used to everything being on 10. And so this song was so hard to dial back. I recorded, I, there's so many vocal takes. Well, for, for my taste, like, um, it was, it was almost frustrating because I really wanted it to be a delicate song and I really wanted the, the emotion of it to come out and I had to dial it back so fucking much. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting process. It was at almost frustrating, but I'm just so uh, I'm so glad how how it came out because it's been doing pretty well. Yeah. So 
Yeah. yeah. Do you think that being a live performer is why you're always wanting to push it? Because I guess in a live setting, that's like what the energy, what you're always doing. You're like going. Yeah, to 10, probably. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah. Because you want to, I mean, I'm not sure. I haven't spent much time in Nashville at all, but like in Vegas, you know, it's all about keeping the dance floor going. Uh, it's about keeping right. the people engaged. You know, like we don't play any slow jams. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, yeah. and anything that I do, I mean, at Delilah, you know, for the jazz thing, you know, we'll, we'll have a few here and there, but every, everywhere else, it's like, yeah, it's just balls to the wall nonstop. And it's, yeah. that's probably why I'm just conditioned that way. Did you, I'm kind of curious going back a step with, uh, so when, when recording for that, then, so you said you just did a ton of takes. Was there anything that you had to to physically do or mentally do to kind of calm yourself? Because as you get more frustrated, I assume it would get harder to, to try to get this delicate sound. Or did you have to do something specific for it? Hmm. No, I well, I I think I, I took a couple breaks because I was just like, mm -mm. like my mindset, I'm irritated. It's not <laughs> sounding exactly the way that I want, you know, and the approach of having to sing that light on it was, was trying. Um, and, and, you know, we recorded that during the pandemic. So I hadn't sang for a really long time. Oh yeah. So that, that's another reason why actually that it was so frustrating for me because vocally, you know, I had taken some, you know, we're all just sitting on the fucking couch and um i wasn't singing that much and and when you're used to singing you know six seven nights a week and then going months without that you know it's a muscle so it was really it was difficult but that's probably now it makes sense you you yeah. saying that i was like oh duh the pandemic i wasn't doing shit so <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow yeah let me think about that yes indeed um you got another question um go yeah. for it all right. Beautiful. So, um, this is something I always, I always, uh, like, like I've always wondered a lot. So when, when some, uh, you as an artist that is very vocal and, and, you know, your, your lyrics so raw, very out there, you know, all these, the, the these things and you're, and usually carrying, as you say, like, I, like I said, we, we, like through what I've read and what I've seen and everything, mm -hmm. like very outspoken about, um, you know, social issues and anything like that. Do you ever feel any, any, sort of pressure being somebody that is being outspoken with all these things like making sure you get it right or any any kind of issues or dilemmas that you feel whenever releasing music about any social issues that you're you're dealing with or, or with groups that you kind of represent yeah yeah i mean it's it's a little of both like i do i try to make sure that i think everything through before i just say what I want to say. And, you know, like we're living in a time where, you know, you can't really fuck up or else you'll get canceled. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You know? Um, but, but yeah, I mean, um, it's a lot to think about because it's, it's also, you know, it could also affect my work, you know, and, um, yeah. I still, I still, stand up for what I believe in and I'll still post about stuff like that. But I think my approach is a bit different during, you know, um, you know, 
during the pandemic, the last five years, I was kind of aggressive with all that. And I've decided to kind of just change my approach instead of being like the angry woman, you know, screaming about certain things, (laughs) you know, it's like, it doesn't, that approach, I don't think resonates with people and it, and you have to find a way to just be able to, you know, be able to reach people with it without chewing their fucking head off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. and, and like the Mad World album was pretty aggressive, you know, and I feel like, I mean, I don't regret anything that I said there. I, I still, you know, 100% believe everything that I, that I said and felt and thought at that time. Um, and I still feel those things, you know, I'm just, I try to be uh, less mad these days because I just can't live in that headspace, even though, you know, everything that's happening around us in the world and all these issues are upsetting. And I, I take it so personally. I take it, it just breaks my heart every day. And so I can't just live in that headspace all the time. But I also, you know, just getting older. Yeah. Because even though it was about, you know, five years ago or, or four or five years ago, just getting older. It's like, that's not how I want to approach things. I want to, I want to find a way to let the people, the people that would have been offended by mad world. I want to find a way where I can reach them without beating them on the head with the message and maybe letting them think about some of the things that I'm saying and being open to that, you know, instead of pushing people away. Yeah. Right. So, and I think that's in general, you know, because we've been living in a time where everyone is just hating each other. So angry. (laughs) Everyone's hella mad. Everyone hates each other. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, we're just kind of, you're influenced by who you're around, what you're watching, what you're seeing. And at the end of the day, we have more in common than we think, you know. Oof. Powerful. Yeah. That that question of mine, I wrote, I wrote. A couple hours ago, I was like, "This is a good question." Amazing answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna kind of jump ship right. with this one, but I was wondering I'm because jump ship. Uh, I was wondering <laughs> the um, in your bio, it it talks about um, oh, yeah. getting some sync deals on different TV shows and stuff like that. I was curious mm-hmm. about that because I um, I think especially for you know, like uh, pop and, and like dance and stuff like that. You, you hear a lot of that in Sync, and especially in, on some of these shows like um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That's super cool. E! Entertainment. Um, Total world. Divas. The real world. Real, real world. Oh, man, that's so cool. Uh, yeah. So how did you get into all that? Like what led to that? Um, did you like submit things or did you know someone? Or how, how did that or all did they just pan find out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were working with um this cat out of i believe he's in nashville where he goes back and forth but anyway we were working with him with um some touring stuff he was doing like bookings and booking some festivals and stuff like that and this was kind of part of his company and what he was doing and um 
was he was able to submit, you know, artists that he believed in and whatever to to get these sync deals. And that's he was the one that actually facilitated that with volume one. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like, I, and I don't know how he did it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I have no yeah. idea. He was just like, Hey, um, you know, I could submit these, um, I could submit your album. Okay, great. And then he came back and he was like, okay. Um, all these network, all these networks want to sign, you know, agreements for volume one wow. so that they can, so that they could just like pick and choose and do with it as they please. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, wow. So that's how that happened. That's crazy. Cool. Were you just, yeah. were you like, hell yeah? Or were you like, was there any hesitant hesitation? Yeah, it was a hesitation. Well, there's always hesitation, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Of course, of course we had to have a lawyer, you know, read through the contract and everything. And it was, and it was fine. It was, um, that's that's how I feel with anything as that is concerned with like labels or these sync deals or whatever it's um you just have to it has to be the right fit you know yeah. it has to be the right deal that you're not just like signing your life away or anything like that yeah but um but yeah after after he read through the contract we we're like oh fuck yeah i mean just to <laughs> have it just to have it on like the resume i mean i i never felt so validated as an artist right up until that moment you know because Absolutely. that was so huge that they would even consider my songs yeah did you, you know? uh, did you get to hear them like in the shows no um personally <laughs> i have no idea i have no idea like what they've used what they haven't uh, okay um and i don't I don't watch those shows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we shit. won't tell. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a bleep right there. I know, right? I don't shoot me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I have seen some here or there. I just don't watch TV. I, I don't have. I don't care for it. I don't have the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. The so way, the way you you talk about your life, I'm like, mm, it sounds like it. <laughs> it's a little. It's a little cray cray. So I haven't personally. Um, I have no idea what, what they did with those songs, what they did with that music. Interesting. That's funny. They liked them. <laughs> they needed. have them. They have them, but um, I'm not sure. But you know what? I'm sure it would be in the breakdown of like the royalties that we get every month. Right. Yeah. I, I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure they'll be there. But honestly, yeah, I, I don't even know. You would receive them based on <laughs> how much not. they use them, right? Yeah, but it would right. it might not say what it's from. It probably oh, just okay. says just like the the, the company like the company. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I have to revisit those statements. That's cool. Man, that's cool though. That's God, a, that see that that's cool. honestly like something like we've talked cuz we we like to write stuff like that and we're like we'd love to get into sync, but like you said, like I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing out there. You know what? It's so freaking random. It's so hard. Yeah. Let's just say I mean the original music business is so freaking hard. It's like a yeah. club that no one wants to let you into. Yeah. And, but yeah, that, and that happens so randomly too. It was just like, Oh, Hey, by the way, <laughs> you know, what about this? Um, but you know what? Another, another tool, uh, 
where where it's not i don't swear by it because it's just you know it's only maybe worked once for us maybe but there's a site called taxi.com uh, yeah. i'm sure you guys I are know. i have yep. not you have yeah no. so you can submit on that and um tanzer is great about like doing these submissions on there and it's not it's not fruitful it hasn't been really fruitful but you know there could be people on the other end that are seeing your shit yeah. but anyway recently has been interesting because um we might i mean they said that they wanted to sync a few of my songs for a show on a network that i won't say yet yeah. but but at the same time it's like you don't know when it's going to come out you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, yeah. um, it, it could be in production now, but it, it could be released next year or yeah. whenever. And same with, with when I signed those syncs for volume one, I mean, they could, they could still be using, them. you know? Yeah. 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 I, so, mean, I mean, technically they have rights to be able to use them. Yeah. So they could, no matter what yeah. time they come out, that's interesting, but I mean, it's still good for yeah. you because you would probably still get those royalties. So, right. Right, right. Hell yeah. That's funny too, because as yeah. as a songwriter, uh, I know a lot of songwriters in Nashville where they write these songs for the publishing company, and they don't really know what happens. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Hey, you know your songs on Carrie Underwood's album?" And they're like, "What? What? <laughs> like they just Isn't don't, it crazy? No, it just it just goes out there." And, yeah, you know, when you're just a, a publishing writer, yeah. you're just like, "Eh, bye bye." <laughs> well, that's what it is with this last thing that that we that hit that we got on Taxi. It's like um, we asked them, well, you know, how would we know if yeah. if the song is on the show? Don't. And they're like, oh, you will. When it comes out. When I'm guessing like it could be out and we wouldn't even know. And then you look on your statement, you know, you have to keep up with your statements and then it'll, it'll show you there. But yeah, how it's just so, so bizarre. Yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> I'm like, I want to know. Like, I want to know so I can look, you know, watch the movie or watch the show and, and, I'm sure and we could, see I, my I, shit. The internet has everything on. I'm sure we could figure it out. But Although it would be fun yeah, if right? it just was on someone's TV and you're sitting and you're like, oh, I know this oh, song. I know that song. <laughs> Holy shit, that's me. <laughs> I, know. I know that song. I wrote that song. I wrote that song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, that is really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Rocky, we don't want to get take up a, a huge amount of your time. I know you guys got you. You have a, a gig later, so I think honestly, we, we've been we've gone through a ton of stuff, uh, a lot more in depth than I feel like we usually do lately. Uh, so you've been amazing, and we uh, are going to start moving to wrap this up. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about, but we'll hit your plugs. No, not. no, not at all. Y'all have been wonderful and very entertaining. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me, y'all. Appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. And thanks for explaining to us the Vegas entertainment world, because we don't know that. Hey, we don't know anything about Fascinating. it. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You know, it is similar. I mean, Nashville kind of has that, but Vegas is a whole... Yeah. different world i feel like <laughs> you know what's interesting about vegas though is and I, I hear it from a lot of people is that we really have a community here of of artists that like support each other oh, cool. whereas other cities like la or something is very competitive American, you yeah. know yeah. and i'm sure it's like that in nashville too but i'm not sure you know i've never really experienced your scene but i will be there 
I think this this fall. So I'm going to check it out. But yeah, we have a a really yeah, we have a really supportive um, musician community here, just like artist community in general. Oh, that's great. Which is really, really wonderful. Like we all support each other's shows. We help each other get gigs and refer each other all the time. You know, it's just that kind of place. So. Yeah, shout out to Vegas for being absolutely dope. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, I love Ew. that. Have a good community. That's yeah. important. That's all. Oh, that's, that's everything. Super cool. Yeah. Really is. Uh, um, well, go ahead and hit us with with where where people can find you and uh, any new releases coming up. Hit us with all them them sweet sweet plugs. Yes, um, Rocky Brown Music. That's R O C K I E. Rocky Brown Music on social media. Um, Rocky Brown on Spotify and my music's available everywhere and I do have a new single that I will be releasing I think this month but possibly September called Tell Me Lies so look out for that wait is this a is this a fresh new single or is this another it is fresh it's not a remix it's fresh it's about to be birthed out (laughs) (laughs) As, as you said, uh, fuck me in the uh-huh. ear. <laughs> yeah. Eargasm. Eargasm. And, yes, and, and then it will be birthed out. <laughs> That's how we do. That's how we do. Oh, that was, I got real graphic real fast. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. That's awesome. Is there any way uh, for people to know where you're playing just around town? Or do you just kind of end up everywhere? Um, I normally post on Instagram-ish. Cool. You know, it's like if you're in Vegas and you want to check me out, just DM me on Instagram. I always respond. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. yeah. And I'm always out and about. So nice. Yes. Cool. Sweet. Well, if, if we're ever at your girls, yeah, if we're in Vegas, in Vegas, we'll come find you. And if, vice versa, when in Nashville, let us know. Let us we'll know. party down. Please do. <laughs> I would love it. Hell yeah. I would love it. Awesome. Well, Rocky, thank you so much for your time. You were incredible. Uh, and good luck on your show tonight. I'm sure you're going to kill it, as always. Kill it with a skillet. Thank you guys so much. Kill it with a skillet. That's my new phrase. I love it. <laughs> See you, Rocky. See you, guys. Bye. Uh, yeah, this was a great one. Ah, man, we've been, again, we're, me and Brian were just talking. We were just talking about how many awesome we've you know we're getting tired because we're like it's so much work but yeah we've been damn two a week yeah it's been a lot but that means that there's tons of people to be listening to and interviews and you guys are going to be learning a lot so yeah and and rocky brown was a uh a particular just like surprise not surprise like oh i'm surprised we learned anything just like an insane amount of information good amount of of depth in in the uh and everything that we talked about it was awesome yeah, awesome. and what I liked was that uh, it's different than our usual. Well, we've never yeah. had anyone from Vegas. Yeah, but like the, the California world, I guess. Yeah, so it's different from California. Yeah. It's different from Canada, Nashville, and everywhere. It's like a whole different world. It's a whole oh, different scene. Crazy. I really could have talked about that more, but I didn't. I mean, that's not what she's here to talk. No, she's she talking, talking about, about music. But I, I do agree. I could have gotten more it's into just, it. It's just, it's interesting, like that whole yeah. scene. Because when she said, so Kayla and I, we go, we've been to Vegas a couple times, and Kayla, being a singer, she'll do something karaoke at some point. Yeah, because she, because she loves Kayla to do karaoke. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the people there that like work there, they always talk to her afterwards, and you could really tell that they're like 
they they're always really care. cool yeah. and like they see they want they like want to help her they're like oh anytime that you're in town let me know like i could get you a show oh, if you cool. want and they're they're always like really cool and yeah. like i'm like that's so cool and she was talking about that how like close-knit that community so was and like yeah that's it, so interesting i love that though yeah the wild well um but yeah, with that said, let's talk about what we're drinking. Honestly, I think today's is going to be short because if you listen to last week, I had the same thing because again, oh. we doubled up. So I'm doing another, I, I had another round of the, uh, um, the Modelo Negro, oh, which yeah. is my, was my first beer I've ever had. Was your first beer you've ever had? Yep. My first beer oh. I ever had was a Modelo Negro. You didn't say that. Yeah. I forgot to. That's cool. Nice. I think my first beer was my dad gave me Miller Lite. Yeah. I have this memory and I don't I try to ask them about that. They don't remember this, but I I vividly remember this in my oh, head. Yeah. But my dad, as a, when I was young, he said, Brian, come here and drink my beer. And he said, Now go burp in your mom's face. <laughs> and I like burped in her face or something like oh, that. Oh, did she slap you? I feel like your mother would slap you. No. She uh, probably was mad at him. Oh yeah. My mother would slap me, then slap my dad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, yeah. that's that's funny. That's and, cool. And then now uh, we're drinking Malort. 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 Um, oh, my lord. Oh, my lord. Uh, I, speaking of doubling up, am drinking a double home style IPA. Oh, shoot. Beard Iris double IPA. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. Gotta be good. It's good. Yeah. I think it's quite high. Especially 8.2%. Oh, it has to be. And well, Homestyle or uh, Beard Iris itself already makes super hoppy beers and kind of unfiltered. I, that one's gotta be good. Nice and malty. It is. It's pretty strong. It's stronger than IPAs I've been having lately. Like, a, as in that IPA strong. Yeah. 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 That makes that, sense. That's bitter. That bitterness. That, that like, the, the flavor. The strength of the flavor. Yeah. That nut punch oh, to the flavor. the little Short dongle flavor. in the back of your throat. The little dongle. <laughs> lord. All right, bro. My lord. Oh, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, my friend. Well, guys, make sure to check us out on all our social medias, on the uh, Instagram, on, and on Facebook and everything. Uh, Music and Brews, Nashville. Or, or don't. Or just don't, you know, because you're stupid. Yeah. You're, yeah. If you want to be lame and dumb. And <laughs> so dumb. And a dumb, dumb. Oh, God. Head. Well, bro, I mean, you know what they can do to not be dumb, dumbs? They can go to school. They can go to school. Problem is, is dumb, dumbs usually are alcoholics. It's got real weird, but here just a boat. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, just just a boat. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But so, but they can't drink at school though. Oh shit! I know because they, you know, because they're dumb dumbs and but, they but, can't drink. But where are but the dumb dumbs to go. gonna learn things? Oh, you know, well they can't they can't drink at school. They can't learn at school. Uh-huh. But you know where they can drink and learn? Where? With us! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Cheers!